When divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Don Christensen, and today's episode is all about life's litter box. Is your life uh, a pile of dung or is it flushable waste? I thought that was a fun little title that I was that I came up with for this episode. So, um, imagining you know the you walking through Costco through an animal section and you see the, the huge box of the clumpable, clumpable cat litter. I say that right. Um, you know, sometimes life balls up like a clumpable cat pile, right? And are, what are we going to do with that? Are we going to flush it? Or are we going to hold on to it and, you know, bag it up so we can carry it like a box of rocks around with us forever? Um, I'm all for letting go of the poop nuggets. And I have an amazing guest here today, Miss Jennifer Correa. And um, she and I are going to have an amazing conversation about how she was able to overcome um, life's little poop nuggets that that was thrown at her all the time like monkeys from the zoo, right? <laughs> Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. So, you know, we were talking about, <clears throat> you know, the different stages of life and we go through and we learn things and we you know either hold on to stuff or we learn to let it go and how how old do are we when we're able to finally you know have the light bulb go off and say I don't need to hold this anymore so um why don't we you want to tell us a little bit about you I'm 47 I'm a mother of four um and I'm raising two of my seven grandchildren. Wow. <laughs> um, I recently married. Congrats. Thank you. And, um, you know, I've been through it. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, so... How was it for you when you were, you know, I guess we can start a little bit with um, how was it for you growing up a little bit and then we'll gradually get into Mm -hmm. some of the really, you know, sharp things, sharp knives that happened in your life and how Mm -hmm. you were overcoming it. So listening to the show of our listeners, um, please stay tuned because throughout the whole entire episode today, we're going to be sharing a lot of good nuggets for you to take away um, for, you know, helping you overcome things in your life that Jennifer will share with you. But we'll start from the beginning, I guess. Yeah. So um, I was born to two teenagers Hmm. who um, got married because it was the thing to do, Mm -hmm. the right thing to do. And uh, I I think they lasted for about five years. My dad was an abusive alcoholic, and uh, my mother being the second oldest of seven kids um, did the best she knew how. she was advised to tell me that my dad was sick and that's why you know we had to leave and I I never really got that concept Mm -hmm. because you know when someone's sick you stay and take care of them right so um I think I had a lot of anger a lot of animosity um because I was daddy's girl Mm mm-hmm and then all of a sudden, it was maybe a sense of abandonment. Yeah, or that we were abandoning him. Yeah, you were abandoning him, of course. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think I've always taken on that role in life um, up until adulthood. 
of, you know, I can't leave. I, I have to take care of, I have to nurture, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But, um, you know, after some time, my mom married my stepdad, who ended up being the best parent I could possibly have. That's awesome. But in the beginning, I didn't see it that way. <laughs> of course, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was much older, um, which didn't bother me then. I was too young. Mm-hmm. But um, what did bother me was, you know, the eight siblings that I immediately had. Oh, wow. <laughs> what an adjustment yeah. that was. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, my sister was a baby when my parents divorced. So it was, you know, I went from being the only child, you know, and and princess because I was the first grandchild mm-hmm. <laughs> to, um, you know, this new home with nine siblings. Um, Whole different dynamic. It, it was. I mean, the older kids, there were only five, um, but he had custody. And so we went, you know, I went from being a family of four to a family of you know, 10. Wow. And, uh, you know, the adjustment was rough. Mm -hmm. It was rough. I bet. Um, Were there special moments that your stepdad had with you that even though I know as teenagers or, you know, growing up, we dismiss a lot because we know more than the adults do, right? Yes. yes. But is there anything that you can look back on and, and, and say, you know, I remember that. And, and so maybe something comes up in your life and you're like, ah, that's what my dad used to say. Or, Oh, definitely. Um, he was um, my parents and my stepdad and my mom. Mm-hmm. My parents were um, recovering alcoholics and they were in a 12-step program and they were very active. Mm-hmm. So um, I and, and my stepdad being older wiser um having grown up through the depression and been in the navy for 27 years and raising eight kids um he would always say things like um take what you like leave the rest Mm -hmm. um you know things like that that you know when the time was right thank god i knew them Right. Like you just remember that your brain was like, bing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a saying that I need to remember in this moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. When, when the student is ready, yeah. the teacher will appear. Right. <laughs> I didn't figure some stuff out until my late 30s, so I was ready then, and I yeah. should have been ready. <laughs> when in my mind, I'm like, I could have been ready, what, 10 years ago? <laughs> if only what I knew now, I knew back then. Right. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people can relate to that, or if not everyone. So how did you deal with, as a child, Did you or did you at all deal with um, the, the uh, um, sense that you were abandoning your father? Um, I don't think, I didn't cope very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my parents had to seek out therapy for me, mm-hmm. um, and I worked with a therapist off and on. Um, but there being so many kids, you know, and so much to do and, and, you know, your resources get spread really thin. Right. As an adult. Mm -hmm. So. As we know now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I honestly feel like I I didn't have much of a childhood Mm -hmm. because as you know, you know, by, by 15, I had, I had my first child oh wow um so let's talk for a minute about that at 15 you had your first child how was that um that was rough it um i was by myself Mm -hmm. um i lived with my parents but um because of choices that i had made they were really trying to get me to put him up for adoption oh oh that's a little hurtful then there's a whole new dichotomy of uh, abandonment all over again exactly wow and so 
I mean, I really had no resources, had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't put him up for adoption? I did not. Okay. He is um, 31 now. That's awesome. <laughs> and, um, and then met um, my first, um, I can't call him husband, we were never married, but he, uh, we had two more. Okay. Um, by the time I was 18. So, uh, 18 years old, mom of three. Mm-hmm. How'd that feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little overwhelming? <laughs> Very. I had no idea what I was doing. It was complete seat, you know, by the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had mentioned earlier that your mom was a young mother as well. Yes. Yes, she was um, a senior in high school. Wow. And I was with her on graduation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not yet in the world, but. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Um, so... Talking about being a young a young mom, was there any kind of, um, you know, what other feelings came along with that? I know that that you know you dealt with a little bit of dealing with the pup the the possibility or the potential of the pr- or the pressure of your parents, you know, and the adoption and the abandonment of your first child, and you didn't you overcame that, even though it was fake it till you make it kind of a scenario probably. Exactly. But then when you met your first almost husband (laughs) and had two more did you guys you know did you move out and live together and have your own family unit we did we did and I think when I was when I had my first I it was a sense of I had to make things right Mm -hmm. Um, I had to turn it around because my my mom and my real father had been from a dysfunctional situation and I grew up in a dysfunctional situation and it was probably the driving force for me Mm -hmm. was that I had to do things differently okay yeah I mean I can totally see that um we're fighters so when we come back from our short break I want to be able to um talk to you a little bit more about how you did that Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. So we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests or people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Well, welcome back, and we are returning here with our special guest, Jennifer Correa. I said that right, did I? Correa. Correa? Okay. (laughs) Now, um, before we went to break, we were talking about um, how you were, you know, 15 years old and, and, you know, a new mom and the pressures of, you know, the the abandonment issues, the potential for, you know, adoption. And then you met your almost husband and had two more children (laughs) by the time you were 18. But you, you also touched on that you had to make it right. Like you had to do the right thing and make it right. What did that look like for you at 18 years old, being a mom of three? Um, It looked like I, I felt like I had to be the perfect mother. Um, I had to overcome the stereotype of a teenage mother, Hmm. Um, you know, with my parents strongly urging me to get the first one up for adoption, um, you know, I had this sense of if I don't get it right, they'll take my kids. Who will take them? Um... CPS. CPS. Yeah, because my mom made it very clear she wasn't raising anymore. Hmm. Okay. So, um, wh- how did you struggle through that? Um, being the perfect mom, being you know microscope, uh, you felt like you were under a microscope every second. Um, I just <clears throat> felt a strong urge of it, it wasn't even necessarily the threat. Um, that put me under, it was me that put me under a microscope. I I felt like I had to be perfect because, you know, my parents came from a dysfunctional situation Mm -hmm. and then um, I grew up in a dysfunctional situation and I didn't want that for my kids. They they were my world. Mm -hmm. They were everything. Um, I kind of went from... mm, you know, it being all about me to all about them. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I didn't want them to have the feelings that I did growing up, the the difficulties mm-hmm. that I had growing up. I wanted them to be healthy, happy, well-adjusted. Right. As, <laughs> as much as possible, right? Yes. As yes. much as possible. Did you experience any depression during those days um, that you can look back and see say, now? I mean, as a child, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That was um, a lot of my acting out. Mm-hmm. You know, there was drug abuse. There was um, experimentation, you know. So, and then, you know, getting pregnant as a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that definitely some symptoms of depression there right so going forward a little bit in in um now you have three children you're 18 um did you finish school did you go on to get a job what was your next 10 years like eventually i did i went back and got my ged um, and then i took some college courses um what motivated you to do that my sister. <laughs> she um, went through kind of a self-study um, high school, mm-hmm. and she graduated at 16. Oh. And she was my little sister, and so I felt like that was something I needed to go back and, and do. Mm-hmm. So um, I did. Good for I, you. I went back and took my GED you know, what, five, six years later? <laughs> hey, well, it's not the, it's getting it done. doesn't mean it has yeah. to be perfect, right? Let's get it done. <laughs> um, and then I, I took some courses, and um, the my kid's father and I ended up separating, mm-hmm. and I went to um, 
kind of started over, um, took some time for myself, went to Arizona um, with a girlfriend um, with the intention of going to college after I got my GED and uh, ended up meeting my first husband who was in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a few months later, we were off and moving to North Carolina. Oh, (laughs) you and the three children. Um, They came out the summer, um, that summer they were with their father Mm -hmm. and then came out with us and stayed with us. Um, And, you know, from there, things got better. I learned a lot about being an adult, mm-hmm. being a wife. Um, the military gives you a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you? Um, you were so you didn't have any family over there. You you actually had the opportunity to just do life on your own, yeah. yes, on your own absolutely. terms within the structure yeah. of. Well, and it's a, the the military is its own community. Mm-hmm. You know and. Because a lot of people, everyone there really doesn't have family nearby, and so you become family. Did that help you through you know, getting over some of your past um, hurts, the poop nuggets? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, being that far removed from everything, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was born and raised in San Diego, lived there my entire life until mm-hmm. um, this point. And went clear to the other coast. Um, Sometimes refreshing the air can do a, a huge difference in how you look at things and how you kind of look at and evaluate what's happening and where you're going to go forward. With Absolutely. Stuff. And I would say because, um, you know, the, the Marine Corps or the military family is so diverse, you you know, I kind of went back and did what my dad said. It's take what I like and left the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, I you started to remember that then. Yes. Yeah. And started to, um, you know, and did just that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I sought out when other women that I thought were great moms. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and applied what what I thought was best and and the rest you know kind of fell in felt or or dropped by the wayside right right that's good yeah i know that there's a saying i mean it has to do with business but if you want to be a millionaire you got to hang out and do what millionaires do exactly you want to be a good mom or a good parent or a good wife whatever you know what is good good is what we make what we think is good right you know and and we got to apply different things if that's working for you maybe it'll work for me you know, right. that kind of thing. Exactly. I don't, when I was raising my son, I did that too. It's like, oh and, my gosh. And I would say the only problem with that was later I would learn, um, I later learned that I was judging my insides hmm. by others' outsides. Yeah, that's huge. And, um, what a discovery <laughs> that was. <laughs> An eye opening, <laughs> tearful baby. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, my there was a lot of moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, we did end up coming back to San Diego um, with my family. Um, the first time my dad passed away. Oh, wow. While my husband was on the drill field there in San Diego. And um, that was a really, really difficult time. Yeah, I bet. Now this is your your stepdad. My stepdad. Yeah, the one you, the one that raised you, basically. Yes. And it was, we had, you know, recently reconnected mm-hmm. in a way that we never had because I was there locally, and now I was a parent. Mm-hmm. And you did it. And you I stuck did, to your guns. Yeah. You did did life. You did a being a mom and yeah yeah and the kids were in elementary school and you know I I was I was proud Mm -hmm. and I felt that he was proud in the person and the parent that I had become so you were accepted you felt accepted very much that was it probably a huge weight um that 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 was lifted from you in that moment 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, to be, to finally have acceptance at some level for instead of like when you were 15, you know, give your baby up for adoption <laughs> and that pressure and you're like, I don't like you right now. Don't be that kind of parent. But, you know, it, it, that, and those times too, back in those days. Mm-hmm. Well, but and now, also my mom, you know, they had been advised um, by a counselor that, um, you know, don't let him be the discipline. Don't mm-hmm. let him, you know, and so he really wasn't the one engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of were two ships mm-hmm. just passing, you know, with, when as I was growing up. Um, he was kind of the enforcer because, um, you know, my mom just checked out. You know, this was at a point where she had started drinking and and she just kind of checked out. And so, you know, I really feel like I kind of raised myself Mm -hmm. with no guidance. Yeah, and that was tough. Yeah, life really gave you some lessons on that, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And continues to. Continues to. Um, I know that you, after your, your... your time spent um, in the military or being a military wife and it's teaching you that um, I, I know we talked during the break a little bit about your um, first marriage ending yes and um, the, the, a little bit of the yes the, when he came back from um, Iraq mm-hmm. it, you know he was a different person mm-hmm. I had been a single parent during that time. During that time. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> they flew over, but they came back on a ship. And so we started having more communication. And my anxiety level just went through the roof. Why is that? Um, I think because of the relationship that he had with my teenage boys. Mm. Um, he was, you know, here... He was a gunnery sergeant in the military having 18, 19-year-old kids that, you know, had to listen to him and Mm -hmm. do what he said. And then he'd come home and these snot-nosed, you know, (laughs) freshman, sophomore, um, you know. He wasn't that gunnery sergeant. No, <laughs> we'll just that say was that. Hard, hard for everybody to swallow that. It that was family. I, I felt like a constant referee. Yeah, and it it finally took its toll on me. Yeah, um, and so I moved. I ended up moving myself and the kids back to Northern California, um, where their father lived. Okay, um, and married. Um, my second husband and um, the kids were supportive I think they were happy to be close to their dad mm-hmm. um, and um, they were glad to be close to their dad but I, they didn't really I wouldn't say they supported this second marriage okay um but, you know, having learned what I did in the military, I thought my role was to be um, kind of a, I, I hate to say weak, but submissive, traditional, you know, mom, mm-hmm. wife. And um, we ended up adopting um, my fourth child. Got he it. was two months when we got him. <laughs> wow. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to get into that part of your story and your overcoming all of these these things that have happened um, after we come back from our break. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? 
Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. All right. We are here with Jennifer Correa. And we um, are, Jennifer, we were talking uh, before we went to break about um, you divorced your first husband, moved to back to um, Southern California? No, Northern. Northern California. Sorry about that. And then um, met your second husband, and, and we'll let you go from here. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I met my second husband. We actually known each other for quite some time. Um, we're long-distance friends. Mm-hmm. kind of kept in touch, but... Um, we had dated in between the kid's dad. Okay. Um, and husband one. Okay. And so, um, after I moved up here, you know, we dated for a while and then got engaged, got married. And, you know, it, it, the picture was painted kind of as my fairy tale. So how was that fairy tale picture? Um, in the beginning, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Okay. We adopted my son, my fourth child. Okay. And um, he was two months old, you know, and for the first couple years of marriage, I just got lost in, you know, this baby. Uh-huh. You know, my do-over. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> having having learned from the first three mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know about seven years in I was abruptly shown <laughs> that my fairy tale was just that was a fairy tale was a fairy tale what happened um, my older son was staying with us um, he was the middle, the middle son, mm-hmm. and went online. Um, uh, we had his girlfriend staying with us at that time, and your son's girlfriend, my son's okay. girlfriend, and uh, he was online and was going through the history and saw a Match.com profile. Oh, okay. And 
thinking it was hers, he went to check it out, and it was actually my second husband's Match.com. Wow, what a blow. Yeah, it was it was rough. And then, um, you know, we, we made it through that, got through the holidays. Um, this was right after his brother um, was shot and killed. So hold on. So you're finding out about your second marriage, your, your second husband's um, Match.com secret account. And this is, we didn't even, this go is over. go over. We, we didn't even go over, but this is right after you 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 had your, one of your children killed? No, his brother. His brother was shot and killed. Um, okay. And um, it was the first day of school. Um, and so when I found this match.com, you know, found out about this information, I kind of had to look at what was going on mm-hmm. um, and worked, I felt worked through that situation. And we got um, through our anniversary and the holidays, it was, um, and then January, right after the first of the year, um, he came home and told me that he had gotten in trouble for sexual harassment at work. Oh, okay. How did you get through this whole Match.com discovery? I mean, I know you, you mentioned that you had, you know, you analyzed what was happening and what was going on, but didn't you feel as, did you did you ever feel a sense of, um, what's the word I'm trying to find? Betrayal. Betrayal. <laughs> totally. Total betrayal. Mm-hmm. Total. Um, like, what did you ever do to deserve that kind of a thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, well, and I have to go back a little bit and, and say, you know, my, my middle son was living in Southern California while we were up here in Northern California. They're, mm-hmm. you know, and they're adults now. My my daughter was 17 when we adopted oh, okay. the little one. Um, and... My middle son was now expecting a baby Mm -hmm. and at the same time had picked up a really bad habit, Mm. opioid addiction, and uh, got into heroin. And he was, so I was traveling back and forth from Northern California to Southern California Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And, um, you know, through his addiction and recovery, I, I was gone a lot. I made him the priority. Mm-hmm. And that was my husband's reasoning for looking elsewhere because I had threatened to leave him in order to take care of my son. Okay, but he, yeah, there was some sense of, I totally understand a mom's feeling of, you know, even though it doesn't matter how old your child is, that's your priority when you need to help them. Well, and and it stemmed also from that, that needing to make things right. Yeah, of course. That thing that you carried with you all these years. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So he, after rehab, um, he ended up moving back up with us. Okay. At the same time, we had my daughter's friend living with us um, temporarily. So you're like the mother hen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, she was pregnant and been there, done that. Yeah. I, you know, I felt like it was a good situation for both of us. So... I want to um, talk to you about how your, um, I don't know, well, you overcame the, the issues with, you know, the, the match.com mm-hmm. and, but the fairy tale life, you know, well, you we had a whole different outlook on it now. Absolutely. And now, um, you know, now this, uh, the, in, so that was January when he told me that, um, you know, he had gotten in trouble for sexual harassment at work. Mm. 
Okay. And so this is starting to be no, a noticeable pattern, and yes. your life at home is kind of, you know, in limbo. In limbo. But I was preoccupied. Yeah, of course. Um, and actually, I take that back. This happened around the same time as the Match.com. Okay. Um, so all these things are coming January, at you. In January, it was substantiated. Yeah. And he was out of work for two. He was suspended two weeks without pay, mm-hmm. which told me it was serious. Mm-hmm. It was something more than more than, than just a passing was, thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had already started seeing a therapist because I was in psychology. Mm-hmm. I was going back to college, and um, so I really started to look at you know is this something that's salvageable Mm -hmm. and um in the meantime he decided it wasn't so you guys started uh the legal proceeding for ending your marriage we filed um and separated Mm -hmm. and kind of left things at that point Mm -hmm. um because of health insurance things like that of course so um, how did your, what happened with your, your son that came to live with you? Um, so I moved out, um, and his situation with his girlfriend was not working out. He had, um, been accused of dabbling again. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I let him come stay with me and my son the youngest and it came very clear that he wasn't sober that he was using again Mm -hmm. Um, but fast forward he overdosed oh my and passed um, for it's now four and a half years ago wow so through teenage mothering First marriage, moving away and discovering, you know, a little bit about who you are and the strength of, you know, you know, having structure of military um, environment, um, then divorcing because of circumstance, marrying a second time, um, and, you know, having your fairy tale kind of crumble right beneath your feet. You're also dealing with the death of your son. Wow. When we come back from break, I want to discuss um, how you how you overcame that death uh, because there's a lot of things that you were overcoming in your life, and it just was like all these things were, you know, life's litter box was flinging the the clumps at you. Like every time you turned around, you had this idea of this is who I am now, or this is what I I'm in this you know mm-hmm. structure of the fairy tale, and it's not that. So we're going to break for a brief moment and we'll come and talk about how you dealt with your son's death. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Claim it. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, this is Don Christensen, your host, sitting here with our amazing guest, Jennifer Correa. Um, Jennifer, we were talking about this really, uh, and thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing, you know, what it's, you know, what you've overcome, what you've gone through and what you've overcome and, and how, you know, strong of a person you are. Um, we were talking a little bit about your son's death in the last um last segment so about four years ago four and a half, four and a half years ago wow um that was a huge blow after everything that we've experienced that you've gone through you know and um how did you how did you deal with that i mean i'm sure it was i mean i can only imagine if my son i only have one so if he, if, he, if something happened like that to him or if he passed away in the line of duty or whatever i would I would be so devastated. I already feel like I would fall apart. Right. Well, and I, I love all my kids the same. You right. know, every mom says that. But, mm. but with Gregory, I had made su- such an investment. Yeah. To try and change the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, by his death... You know, one thing was clear. I, I can't control anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, I honestly felt relieved because I now didn't have to worry about where he was mm-hmm. or what he was doing. Was he being hurt? Was he hurting someone else? Um, you know, I, I prayed every night that God would rid him of the disease. Mm-hmm. And I think his will was so strong that the only way, or I felt the only way God could do that is by bringing him home. Wow. And that's how I, I rationalized it. And, you know, the first year was probably the, the not the easiest but um, I was in shock and um, kind of numb to it still. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But through making the arrangements <clears throat> for him um, and his funeral, mm-hmm. I realized that I had allowed my toxic marriage and my siblings um, to believe that I needed to be taken care of. Oh. You know, because of the choices that I made when I was younger or while I was married, um, they felt like they had to step in. Okay. And, and I... I wanted to do it myself. Yeah. It was you, important you can for me. Be, you're the only one that can help you. Yeah. <clears throat> and and so it, you know, through that, I needed to rediscover myself. 
And how did you do that? Did you like go to classes or did you read books? Or? A lot of it came from the fact that my son had passed mm-hmm. and I was getting emails and direct messages uh, from people I never knew my son knew. Okay. Speaking about how um, the type of person he was, sticking up for the underdog, mm-hmm. stepping in, um, him, you know, telling his friends how um, how strong his mom was, and that you know she was badass. All right, and <laughs> you know, and I'm talking he, about you. Yeah, yeah, and and um, through all this, that through your helping him and your your investment in him, you didn't feel that way, right? Yeah. No, I felt defeated maybe exactly yeah. well and through because you know you have to realize I was I lost my marriage at the same time and going through this right. divorce but so through all that I you know I came across a book mm-hmm. that I would highly recommend please share and it's change your life in 30 days okay by Rhonda Britton and um, it's kind of a workbook okay of picture your life how you want it Mm -hmm. and so did you discover um through this workbook did it help you discover you were living a different person like you were living something that you weren't and that you wanted to reclaim something in them i had become my situation my circumstances gotcha um and it had you know i i felt weak Mm -hmm. and people treated me like I was weak and needed help but you didn't you were not weak no 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 I I've since discovered I'm actually a really strong independent (laughs) (laughs) hard to get along with sometimes (laughs) but we all have our days right yes (laughs) wow but um you know working through this book Mm -hmm. um it, it shows you how to reclaim your life mm-hmm. and or build the life that you've never had but want. And you apply it. So you became, the student became ready. Yes. Right? Again. Absolutely. Isn't, isn't it awesome that we have so many stages in our lives that we can become ready to learn something or learn the next phase or the next step, get through the next, you know, pile of crap that keeps life brings our way you know well and and having gone through something like this you you learn what is really important mm-hmm. and what isn't for sure wow well jennifer i wanted to thank you so much for being on my show today um i i wish we had another four days to talk <laughs> on the show um i would love to be able to have you on again um and and share some more insights of what you've learned um but for now um we are going to say goodbye and i look forward to next week's show well we will be having um, another guest on our show for the male version of you know the poop nuggets of life and the adversities that maybe um, a man went through so enjoy your week and we'll talk to you soon thank you for tuning in to reclaiming your life be sure to join don christensen for another edition of the program next tuesday at 1 p.m eastern time and 10 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel Until we speak again, have a good week.